welcome to the Dragon Thistle COVID podcast. Um, hope everyone is well. Uh, unfortunately, I am not. Um, but my name is Sean, and I'm joined by my co-host Michael, as always. Um, I believe he's a lot more healthier than me right now. How's things, mate? Yeah, 100% more healthy. Just come from the gym. So, uh, yeah, certainly in a, in a far better state than you are at the moment. But, yeah, how are you feeling? Yeah, all right, yeah. I've been a bit rough on my... I think on my, my seventh day of isolating, the testing positive, all good. Uh, yeah, I was in shit state last week. Um, but yeah, not too bad. Not too bad, I'm still breathing, so um, there's nothing to complain about, really. you just do anything for a week off, well, two weeks off work, won't you? Yeah, ten days. Well, <laughs> see, I apologise for everyone, by the way, I might cough halfway through. Um, yeah, I mean, I've just been watching TV and playing on the PlayStation, so... Expert at Call of Duty now, and um, smashing in Netflix. Cobra Kai, mate, class. Happy with Cobra that. Cobra Kai. Do you want to watch Super Day as well? Documentary. I mean, nothing to do with rugby. I'm going to watch that Oceans Apart because I keep talking about it. I watched a, a documentary about the Australian cricket team. You know, after like the, the scandal that they had where they cheated. Yeah. They did like a documentary for like the year afterwards or something. It's called The Test on Amazon Prime. Very good. Very good sports documentary. Yeah. Yeah, the Aussies, mate. I mean, they love themselves, don't they? Like, but yeah, it's really good, actually. To be fair, really good. Um, Fab, so we're over COVID. Talked about you being in the gym. You've been up to anything else? No, just gym in it. Just gym. This well, work. I feel like, I do feel a bit unprepared today because I have been like a bit busy with work. Yeah, we're starting to like prepare for like handover takeover and stuff like that. So even though it's still a little bit away, just starting to put things in place. So you get. So it's like little things, just little jobs coming off that you need to get prepared for for, for the stuff that's uh, going to happen in the next few months. Good time. Sounds exciting, that, mate. <clears throat> <laughs> right, we'll move on. We'll move on to the rugby. Eh? Even though no one wants to listen to us about rugby. Um, yeah, so I mean, I mean, there's, there's, there's only, unfortunately, the, uh, the Edinburgh-Glasgow game was cancelled last weekend due to a frozen pitch a couple of hours before kickoff. Unfortunately, we can't talk about that game. I don't think, you uh, see what they did though they, on Premier Sport. So they no. put instead of like putting like a. Oh yeah, they put the other game on, didn't they? They put the game on from the week before when it was like nil nil for an hour, and like, instead of, like <laughs> putting on like like oh, a classic game, game. We'll, we'll find a classic or something like that. They've gone, oh, we'll make you watch last week's game, and I didn't realize because I'd come straight from the gym, so I put it straight on and was watching the first two minutes. I got a message from you saying, oh, I've gutted the game's cancelled. And I was like, what the fuck am I watching? Oh, mate. It's just like a big kick in the ball so late on. And then to put, like, I mean, Premier Sport are a top-class organisation. To put a game on that was nil-nil for 60 minutes. I mean, to be fair, they didn't really know, but surely they should have something in place, shouldn't they? Some foresight that the weather was bad. Um, I mean, it's amazing that you can't play play on a pitch that's an all-weather pitch. I think Cock will say something like that, right? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, so, oh well. I think it was Jim Allenton put something up because he was there to commentate. I think he put something up on his car and it was minus, temperature on his car was minus 8.5 or something. So, yeah, we'll, we'll give him that one, like, to be fair. But, yeah, mm-hmm. disappointing. So, obviously, we've got some stuff to talk about, uh, sort of news and things, and obviously we'll give a round up of the two um, regions games that were played during the weekend as well. 
So, I mean, I mean, I'll go through some some of the Welsh bits, and there's some bits that obviously we can both discuss as well, um, involving sort of Six Nations, Lions, Europe. Um, obviously, the big news coming out of Wales this week was Thomas Francis signing for the Ospreys. Um, I think we all knew it was going to happen. Obviously, I think it's like most things; it just needed to sort of be um, to be finalised. But I mean. Quality from the Ospreys, an amazing signing, I think. Um, obviously, comes in. He's a very good player and he's come from a good team. So, uh, I know there's been a lot said this week about, you know. I hate it. Back. I hate that he's had to go back. After, how many caps has he got? 52 or something. Like 52. That, like. And because he's not got 60, yeah, but... he's at a club that he's that have basically brought him through and he has to leave them. To continue to play for Wales, I hate it. I hate that that's. I know, I know you hate it, but like I mean, it it, it is what it is, you know. It's, and the and the, the the ruling whether people agree with it, I think it should be less than sixty, is working. You know the the the, the proofs in the pudding. I know people don't like it, but there again, what what annoys me about it is Wales seem to get, especially on social media, and obviously you probably shouldn't really listen to Twitter too much. They actually get quite a bit of shit for it, but then, but then. England, you have to play in England. Ireland, you have to play in Ireland. New Zealand, you have to play in New Zealand. You know, you have to sign, you, you have to stay at, uh, um, at an English team or an Irish team if you want to play for their teams as well. So, you know, we've got an actual rule which says, you know, our more experienced players can go and play wherever they want. Um, obviously, for someone like Thomas Francis. But listen, no one, not everyone's going to, not everyone's going to agree on it, and I, and I see that. I think the cap should be lower. Gatland said the cap should have been lower. Um, but, but what I'm saying is, I think England and Ireland, for example, they can probably afford to pay their players a lot more than what the Welsh regions can. So, so Thomas Francis like, will be in the you? top fifty players, and the top fifty players in Wales get paid a wage by club, and then. The union pay them as well. Mm. Still. So I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, if, if it was financially better, I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure how much he was getting paid at Exeter. I mean, he rides the bench a lot for Exeter as well. He's just won what the European Cup and the league, and he's had yeah. to go to the Ospreys. Nothing against the Ospreys. I'm not trying to be yeah. disrespectful, but he is like gone from a team that probably yeah. the best team in Europe, winning things, yeah. and. To get eight more, and all he needs eight more caps. And it's if I'd have been him, I'd have signed a year contract with Osprey. He's got my eight caps in and fucked off back to Exeter. Yeah, they're not going to do that, though, are they? But I just could have, could have gone on loan to the Tompkins and just gone on loan or something. I don't think Exeter wanted to do that either. I don't, mm. I, I, listen, I, I, I get it, but then people are going on about, you know, we, we need to make our, our teams more competitive. By bringing these players in, you're making the teams more competitive, aren't you? Look at, I mean, listen, this is no, this is no disrespect. Pro 14 league, mate. Wales aren't, the Welsh teams aren't about as competitive as the Scottish teams. It's only Ireland that's com- that, that are any good. Yeah, but by bringing a player like Thomas Francis, does he improve the Ospreys? Oh, yeah, of course he does. Does he make them a better team? Of course he does. How many, how many games will he play for the Ospreys? I don't know. I don't know, but in the big games and stuff, you know, that's where you hope, that's where you pay him the money. Um, he'll get better looked after. He won't have to play all the time. Listen, no one, no one's going to agree with it all the time. I mean, I would hate to, you know, if you like, say, was it someone like Glasgow? Not being horrible. The Welsh regions are really bad. Like some of them are really bad. But you're signing Dunkey Wear, and we're signing Thomas Francis. Oh yeah, I don't dispute that. Yeah. You know, 
which I've just ruined some of your news, obviously, there. Anyway, we'll move on um, from Thomas Francis. But anyway, yeah, really good signing for the Ospreys. Um, Liam Williams sent off in the Blues game at the weekend. He's uh, been banned for three games. Uh, so he'll miss the first game of the Six Nations, which is at home to Ireland. Um, I'm sure we'll discuss it more during the game, but potentially could have been longer, to be fair, because he uh, he had something to say while he was walking off the pitch, didn't he, which was very stupid. Yeah. Um, so I'm surprised it wasn't longer, but then I suppose uh, after Sinclair got away with two weeks um, for saying something, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, which people, some people are unhappy about, some people thought was fair, some people didn't think so. It's funny though, because when you're giving out bans around the Six Nations, some of the better players, the bans do seem to be a lot less than usually are. <laughs> yeah, true, um, yeah. Um, so yeah, so he's going to miss one game of Six Nations. I mean, he's not going to be match fit, really. It was, it was so stupid, but we'll discuss it later during the game. But yeah, three-game ban was actually given out by uh, a Scottish lady. So, thank you very much. This is Mick Haggis. Um, Rumours of a new deal for Stephen Myler. Um, obviously, I've had my say on this, but obviously, he's been playing quite well for uh, uh, for the Ospreys, so it doesn't surprise me. I would imagine they're probably going to try and sign maybe another 10 and obviously have Myler sort of there to uh, mentor players. But, yeah, I'm not shocked by that. Like, he's, he's done the business so far, so... Um, and the last bit of news sort of just involving the Welsh regions is uh, Tex Rituba, second row at the Scarlets, is leaving to go to Breve. Um, big blow, he's, he's just a big Fijian guy. He's very very good player. Um, but I think, obviously, in these sort of day and ages, um, the money will talk, and I'm probably sure they probably offered him a lot more than the Scarlets. So, big for the Scarlets, because we're going to lose Jake Ball and him at the end of the season. So, um, I know they've got some good young players in the second row, but uh, I think you'll find the Scarlets trying to sign the second row in the next uh, month or two. Is it Will Rowland's officially been uh, gone to? Um... The Dragons? No. Yeah, if no. I was him now, she said to me, who do you want to play for, Scarlets or Dragons? I'd be, I'd be going Scarlets. Well, yeah. I mean, it, I've, I've said it. I think the, the Blues should try and sign him. You, know, you could probably do it. I mean... The second row at the Ospreys is, is not too bad. And at Scarlet, it, it's not too bad until you lose two of them. So, yeah, I'm with you. on <laughs> the Scarlet, I'd be like, listen, we beat Bath the other week. We're competitive. We've got a good team. Yeah. Um, but I think that the Rollins to the Dragons seems like it's a, a done deal without being made official. So, yeah, that's sort of my news for the Welsh teams. How about yourself, mate? I know there's been some big news in Scotland. There's got uh, everyone buzzing. Yeah, so it's been it's about time in fairness that some decent transfer news came because it has been like really like obviously in the summer there was absolutely nothing. I get that was largely to do with the COVID stuff, but uh, so I'll start with Glasgow. Uh, so I suppose first one, Dunkey Weir, which we I think we pretty much dropped on the pod last week. He was he was going to sign for Glasgow, yeah. so he's he's, go, he's going home. So he's signed back for Glasgow, which is they they obviously with Hastings going. Um, they needed a 10. He is an international 10 as well. And he's done really well at Worcester, to be fair. They, uh, the way they played kind of suited his game. Um, so he'll be back in, in Glasgow and I'll, I mean, he'll be there. And um, hopefully, you know, an experienced player like him can bring through the, the likes of Ross Thompson that's there, young lad coming through. 
I mean, I think Ross Thompson, most people agree that he's probably the future there. But uh, Dunky Weir could probably give him a year or two of uh, of his experience to try and bring him along. Um, so they'd be like your one and two, I think. And then you've got Pete Horn and uh, Brandon Thompson, if he ends up staying um, there to, to play and uh, be, be the third 10. So at least they've got something there now, which is uh, it was getting a bit worrying that they weren't going to have a decent 10 for next season. Uh, Tom Gordon, um, flanker, he's re-signed. So he, although he's New Zealand born, he's Scots qualified. So he's a good, very good player, actually. Um, I expect to see him in the Scotland squad uh, over the next, maybe he might be in the uh, outer squad for the Six Nations, sorry, but I certainly expect to see him in the next year or two in that Scotland squad. Very good player, so that's really good news for him. Uh, moving on to Edinburgh. Um, so after obviously signed, re-signing Hamish Watson last year, they now re-signed Jamie Watt, uh, Jamie Ritchie. Uh, was rumoured to be the um, the longest deal anyone's ever signed at Edinburgh. So it's probably about four years, probably no longer than that. I wouldn't have thought. But that's really big. Signing Hamish Watson, Richie, within a week of each other. Two world-class flankers. Uh, and they both would have had teams after them. So, for them to pick Edinburgh uh, is really, really good. Um, does, Going for loyalty, it's good. Like, for, for, for Edinburgh, it's really good. I'd say for Richie and Watson, as like good as it is that they signed for Edinburgh, and I'm happy with it, it's like just show a little bit of lack of ambition for them. Because um, they probably could have both gone to like top teams in, in France. <sighs> nah, or, I disagree. France or England, like, and you know, but they, got, you, they could have gone to top teams in France or England and been like challenging for silverware. With the, the you know, at the moment, with the way Edinburgh and Glasgow are, you know, both teams are a good few years off away from challenging. Edinburgh were there, you know, a year or two ago, possibly a year ago, possibly. A year ago, but they they probably proper tailed off from where they were when they qualified for the quarters or semis. And and um, and you know I think it was 2016 when Glasgow were last realistically up there, so it does show a little bit of lack of ambition from them personally I think, but I could be way off you know in their family life how much money they've been offered all comes into it as well. But I just think they could have gone to 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 like really top teams in in England or France and been challenging for silverware. But you said you, know, you said I mean I mean I agree you you'd you would imagine big teams are in for them. But to be fair, at the same time, someone like Worcester could have been going, hey, I don't want to come here. And they're going, nah. Well, Rassin were rumoured to be sniffing around Hamish Watson. Rassin, so... Rassin and Toulon. Don't take this the wrong way. One aside, everyone, don't they? Well, yeah, of course they do, yeah. But I mean, he might, he might have looked, look at, at, he might looked and gone, I might not play every week. So for me, like, you've got to back yourself. Top top player, you've got to back yourself. Um, like Hogg, Johnny Gray, Finn Russell. Laidlaw did it as well. They all back themselves to go and play for like English, like top English teams or a top French team, and their game, all all their games have improved. And Johnny Gray has won a league and and European Cup in the space of going to a new, like within the space of what three months of being at a new team or whatever. All right, he's lucky with his time in that. But his game has improved. Hogg's game has improved. Finn Russell's game has massively improved. Um, you know, and that's from from going to there. There's a lot more competition. For places just to just to start just to start week in week out, you've got to up your game. And you know, if Jamie Ritchie and Hamish Watson went to a team that forced them to up the game, I mean, they're just going to keep improving. But that's just my opinion. Obviously, people will disagree. I'm sure sure of it. Um, moving on. So and then James Lang uh, and um, Glenn Young from uh, Harlequins have uh, signed for Edinburgh. I think it was two year deals. So that's good. James Lang's played ten uh, internationally. Played ten for Scotland. And obviously, twelve more recently, twelve. Um, he's played a lot at ten for Harlequins and twelve and thirteen. So very versatile uh, player. Um, so I expect, obviously, 
Jacko van der Waal as the as the starting ten, but and you got Chamberlain there, but you know Lang can cover that position. But I expected to see him at, at centre, if I'm honest. And then Glenn Young, although he's 26, this has kind of been like his, his breakout season at Harlequins done really well. And I imagine going to Edinburgh just shows that the fact that he wants to play for Scotland. Um, so he's getting himself to Edinburgh, and uh, that he'll give um, Grant Gilchrist and um, and those are like a, a good run for the money in the second row. So that's good signings as well. Uh, other news I've got, uh, a, bit dis- a bit of disappointment for Holly Davidson, uh, really, because she was um, going to be refing um, one of the European Cup games this weekend. But unfortunately, with uh, all the European fixtures being called off, um, she's not able to do it. It was going to be Newcastle Falcons v Castro in the Challenge Cup. Um, so it's a shame for her, but I'm sure the chance will come again. She's actually, I've seen her ref a couple of times, um, and she's actually really good. Um, so it would have been good to see her uh, do oh, one of them games. Adamson. Say again. Can't be any worse than Michael Adamson. Well, he's refing in the um, Six Nations, Six Nations this, this yeah, year, so, um, so that'll be interesting. He, you know, we're getting better. It's good to see some Scottish representation. Yeah. Uh, Glasgow and Edinburgh, so their re- games been rearranged this Saturday at seventeen fifteen, which is really good. Good from the Pro Fourteen rearranging some of the games. They've done Edinburgh's for against Zebra uh, the week after as well. I think the uh, English Premiership should have been doing something similar, but apparently all the teams have to agree for it to happen, and some of them didn't. Yeah, the council have like two weeks. Yeah, I think the Saracens Ealing game's been put on, hasn't it? So on BT, it's I not now. No BT, it it, no? no BT give up apparently. It was... Oh, that's a shame. It would have been good to see any rugby on TV. Would have been would have been good, but yeah. I'll be watching the Glasgow and Edinburgh game. The Ospreys, I think Ospreys Connaught game they got cancelled. I think they're trying to get that in for next weekend. Uh, well, what if it was not one of the Irish games on this weekend? Um, oh, I'm not Maybe. too sure. But, um, but at least there's going to be some ruggers on, which is good. Uh, Women's Six Nation moved to spring, su- spring summertime. Do you say the under 20s is moving to the spring summer? Yeah, as well? under, yeah, under 20s has been cancelled as well. Uh, yeah. Good, but it means there'll be some, some ruggers throughout spring summer as well, which is good. Um, I always uh, enjoy the, the under 26 nations. Yeah. Usually, I have a pretty decent game. Yeah, well, I watched some of the uh, Scottish uh, women's games this year, especially the game. Do you see the game against France when they they drew? That was a de- decent game. Um, and then the last bit of news I've got was uh, about France. So at the moment, they they've come out and said that they're going to play uh, the first game of the Six Nations against Italy. Um, but after that, it's a bit up in the air. So I think they want assurances, don't they? Yeah. So the first game's definitely going to start. But yeah, they want assurances. I get that. But like. They don't have to fly, you know. France in one of them places. They could get, a, you know, from from France. Like if you're in Paris, or whatever. You get a coach, two three hours to the ferry over the ferry. You're in England. Yeah. They don't have to fly. There's all the ways, all the ways and means of getting to where they need to get to. Um. So you know, they drive. I'm sure they they could drive to Italy from. On a I think one the concerns obviously people going over there as well. Aren't I think uh, we're playing them there as well. I think. Yeah, but you, the same, same, same detail. Wales can get a coach, get yeah. a ferry, foreign, you know, isolate on the, you know, and, and get over there. There's, there's ways and means, but obviously that's for people a lot more involved in the game than we are to try I and don't, work out. I don't disagree. I mean, they've said, haven't they? You know, the first weekend's happening, which is good because you got obviously uh, the Cal Cup, the Cup, and Wales Island on the first weekend, which obviously we want to see. Um, you know, it wouldn't shock me if um, um, if the Six Nations didn't finish uh, over something. Um, 
but I'd like to see, you know, it's one of them, like, it's, if France start being silly buggers about it, you know, like we said before, you know, they do hold a bit of power, don't they? So, yeah. Um, yeah, listen, I think we'd all like the Six Nations to go ahead. Um, like you say, we need it. Do you know what I mean? I know it's crap without fans. We'd usually be up there, wouldn't we, this year, being in Edinburgh. Um, yeah. You know, missing out. I mean, almost lucky for you because you're away. <laughs> you're not missing out or anything. But like, uh, yeah, touch and go with the Six Nations. I mean, what are we from? Like, is it three weeks away now? Three, four weeks away? Three weeks away? Three yeah, three weeks away. So I'd imagine teams will be announced next week. They usually announce it a couple of weeks before. Right. France are named there's Intermax out and he fractured cheekbone. Um, yeah. But still, still looks an amazing squad. <laughs> yeah, so uh, and they get Italy first up, don't they? So, yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, talking about the Six Nations, nice little segue. Uh, it's been rumoured that CBC um, have sealed their deal to invest into the Six Nations. I think they've got 20% or 21%. Um, which means obviously I think they're investing a couple hundred mil maybe more actually because obviously the, the numbers but from what I've seen or read um, I think England and France get the, the biggest share some were saying Wales it's about 50 million to Wales and obviously goes down to Ireland and Scotland and Italy there so I mean listen there's been a lot of debate on there because apparently part of the the deal for do it for getting the Six Nations is for it to go behind a paywall um, because they are an investment company um, and they'll want their money back <laughs> at the end of the day. They're not doing it just out of the kindness of their hearts, are they? Yeah. So, no, I mean, the rumour I've seen that I've read that it is going to go to be behind a paywall, um, but you still have, might have some games on free to air TV. Um, I think it has to be a percentage of games that are behind the paywall. So, um, I don't know. I know Ireland have, have a deal with Channel 4, so it might be on Ireland's home games, let's say, or on Channel 4, or BBC might be able to keep Wales games. I know they've had deals with Wales before. So um, it was. I think it was inevitable. It was going to end up behind the paywall, sort of Amazon Prime, Sky, BT, um, probably going off what we've just seen there. I'd imagine it's going to go to Amazon Prime. Which, uh, uh, me, as a person, I'm happy with it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, people are saying it could be the death of the Six Nations if you go behind the paywall because there's lots of kids who, who won't be able to watch it. I, I, If it's on Sky or BT, in a way, I can understand it. Um, you know, I, I am one of them kids who grew up, sat there with my dad and your uncle watching games on BBC when I was a kid, and that's how I fell in love with, with rugby. Um, at the same time with Amazon Prime most households and I'm not saying everyone I understand you still have to pay but most households will have probably Amazon Prime for the kids and stuff anyway um, the only other, yeah, the only other thing is it could increase uh, people going to their local rugby clubs and putting money back into the rugby clubs um, by going to watch Amazon going to watch the games there um, it's a tough one really I can understand it from people's point of view you know I grew up with it on the BBC and you know, listening to uh, listening to Bill McLaren and people like that and stuff like that. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. The same. You know, so I, I I I completely understand where people are upset about it. 
Um, but I think it's it's almost going to be a necessity. Rugby's on, on the bones of its arse, isn't it? Let's be honest. They're struggling big yeah. time, you know. Um, you know, players are struggling, teams are struggling, unions are struggling. Um, they need all the money they can get. And CBC, I think, CBC, I think, have just bought part of the All Blacks as well, I think. Something like two billion or something like that, like something ridiculous anyway. They've sort of sold out a bit, not sold out, sorry, but sold, sold a portion of the All Blacks there as well. So it just shows they're, they're probably the biggest team in the world and they're having to do it as well. So, um, yeah, so we'll see on that one. Um, I'm sure. Um, it will be announced. I'd imagine they might leave it till the end of the Six Nations to announce anything um, because I think that's next year's when the broadcasting deals up. Um, I'm hoping Amazon Prime, so I think CBC own a bit of the Pro 14 or we're going to do that and if they do, I don't think they'll want it on that Premier Sports does. It is shite. It's garbage, it is isn't it? It's the worst. Awful. That's what I paid. I paid yeah. for it. Every and I it. It's the worst money I've spent. Yeah, honestly. If I, if I didn't really want to watch them, to be fair, if, if I didn't do this podcast, I'd probably fuck it off. It just <laughs> is absolutely shocking. But it is what it is. Um, it is, what it is yeah. All the European games for postponed this weekend. I, you obviously talked about it before with Edinburgh and Glasgow being rearranged for this weekend. Uh, apparently, they will not be. The fixtures will not be rearranged. Um, so uh, obviously, there's already some games that were cancelled, weren't there? And they're not going to do these ones. So something I heard is they were going to sort of um, take, I think, the top eight of them two big leagues and just start like a knockout tournament. Uh, to me, that makes sense. You have first versus eight, then obviously, and then go down that in both tournaments. Uh, or just scrap it. In a time where we're saying people are playing too much and there's player awareness and health and stuff, just scrap it for the season. I don't think they'll scrap it. I think well, it'll be the... They won't, the they won't scrap it because TV money and stuff. You know, BT, BT, whoever has it in France and stuff will do it. But, you know, um, I mean, the lockout thing sounds good. Um, but I just think at the moment, it's a bit... Well, even if you did a knockout, if the first, first ranked team is from France and the bottom ranked team is from Wales or Ireland, Scotland, wherever, are they going to play the game next in... in Two months' time. Just have yeah. to see what happens in two months' I mean, time. I mean, I'd like it. I mean, because at the moment, from the thing that I read, the, the, the thing that I read about doing it is all the Welsh teams will go into this knockout thing. And I'm not saying they'll do anything, to be fair, because they'd probably be up against some of the some of the top teams. But, uh, yeah, decent for the Welsh yeah. teams. But, uh, yeah, interesting to see what happens there. Uh, and last little bit, uh, we, we spoke about last week, but... Um, Rumblings are that it's looking more likely the Lions will be playing here during the summer and not abroad. So it's starting to pick up some um, uh, pick up some speed on that. So I mean, we spoke last week. I'd be happy with it. It's a one-off, isn't it? You know, uh, we're, we're, we're yes, in we're in we're in strange times. It is, isn't it? And I, I get there's a lot of traditionalists and stuff who'll be like, no, no, it's not to be played, and I get it. 100% I'm all over it but you know it was a one-off just do it just like if, if, if we can get crowds in as well you know it could be a massive pickup. the people the people who wouldn't want to see it you, you think they're not going to try and get tickets 
they're going to try and get tickets, aren't they? You know what I mean? They're not going to yeah. go, because it's not in South Africa, I'm not watching it, it's not a Lions tour. Of course it is. Just, it'll just be a little bit different. But, you know, everything's a little bit different at the moment. So watch this space. And imagine they're probably going to try and make them sort of decisions the next few weeks. <clears throat> so I can imagine an announcement being made either just before the Six Nations or sort of middle to end of. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Sounds. So, like I said before, unfortunately, the uh, Glasgow-Edinburgh game got cancelled a couple of hours before kickoff. But the regions both played this weekend. And uh, two actually really entertaining games. Uh, to be fair, they couldn't get much worse than they were over the Christmas period because they were they were joss, mate. It's just just, <laughs> just horrendous. Sorry about that, just having a swig of water. Um, but obviously earlier in the day on Saturday, the Dragons played the Ospreys. Ospreys coming out twenty eight to twenty winners. Um, to be fair, decent enough game. Um, the two best players in Wales were on show that day and it'll shock you probably won't shock you actually because you probably read about it Jamie Roberts and Dan Lydia pair of them are the two best players in Wales right now hands fucking uh-huh. down Jamie Roberts is just playing unbelievably well um, like yeah. he's had like he's had a bloody vaccine to make him 25 again or something he's just so on form so aggressive and Lydia just looks like looks like the player of old, in fairness. I mean, don't be wrong. I don't think either of them are going to be playing for Wales in the Six Nations. I think they're both 34 now. Uh, but yeah, playing out the skins, to be fair. Um, I thought they were the sort of best players um, on the pitch, especially Jamie Roberts. But also a big shout out to North and Prothero. Wouldn't be shocked if Matt Prothero gets a call up for Wales at fullback. Um, very, very good. He's only slight, but he's unbelievably fast, got an amazing step. Uh, very attacking fullback. And George Northman, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks. I think he starts for Wales against Ireland. The way he's playing, he looks hungry, he looks after it. You know, it's not. Looks fitter. Yeah, I think, I mean, we've said it, i said it, I don't know how many times in the pod. Um, it just goes to show people thought it was harsher pivot when he dropped him and said, you know, George needs to do this. It's like he's accepted, you know, gone challenge accepted. And I think everyone pro- everyone yeah. probably knew that's what he needed. He needed to go back to just playing some club rugby where he knows he's going to be one of the best players on the pitch. Uh, you know, George North's still only 28, 29. No, I think he's 28. I think he's 29 this year at some point. So he's still young. He's still a very good player. Um, yeah, I think he starts on the wing for Wales. I think he's been, he's been unbelievable. Um, for the Dragons, I mean, listen... They've got a few injuries at the moment, but they're still trying. I mean, the back row's still been good. Harrison Keddy started to show uh, his potential. I said the same last week, but he's putting consistently really good um, performances in now at six and seven. Um, he's sort of the player that a player that could be useful for Wales if he carries on because he carries well as well, which is something uh, Wales don't necessarily have. But yeah, pretty decent game to be fair. I mean. Prothero North and Scott Otten scored the tries for the Ospreys and Jared Rosser and Jamie Roberts scoring the, the tries for the Dragons. Jamie Roberts should be shocked to see that it was a crash ball. <laughs> crash ball for a try. But yeah, I mean, you, you're looking at Roberts there, you know, if he was 24 now, he'd be flying into that Wales team, to be fair. <laughs> I mean, him him and Tompkins should be an unbelievable Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Tomkins, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I was asked the other day on on Twitter, sort of. You know, you've asked me, do you reckon he wishes he was back at the uh, at Saracens? And he probably does a bit, yeah. To be fair, uh, he's not necessarily going to always get the best ball in the world uh, for the Dragons and Saracens. He'll get. He generally gets decent ball, doesn't he? So he's probably regretting not signing for yeah. the Scarlets or the Blues. I know. He wouldn't be playing much rugby for the Saracens, though, would he? Uh, I don't know because no, 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 no. He's done the right thing. I think is he, he might regret not going to one of the regions. I know why the Blues didn't want him. The Blues wanted him to sign a three-year contract and actually sign for him um, because they knew he would be with Wales a lot. And what's the point in having someone who's gonna? But he's played a fair few times for for Newport, obviously this year. Um, he probably regrets maybe not going to the. Uh, to the Scarlets, but then Scarlets got Johnny Williams though, didn't they? So I don't think they're sort of too bothered either, are they? Um, so yeah. and obviously I was just saying before, I think Osprey's going to be playing Connor next week, next weekend, and uh, a rearranged game. So yeah, Ospreys are looking good. Um, I thought Adam Beard played well again. So did Reese Davis, guy that signed from Bath in the second row. Um, so it's not all doom and gloom in our second row. I think we've got some really good players coming through. But I keep saying it. I think Wales have got some really good players coming through. I just think we're going to have to give them a year or two to sort of mature, which you know is what it is at the moment. So fans, fans are really patient, aren't they? <laughs> Welsh fans, mate. Yeah, we give everyone time, mate. You you can have one, you can have one bad game and that's it. Like, you know, we are kind of bad. Um, so we'll move on. But yeah, good win for the Ospreys. Lots of work on for the Dragons. But, you know, I, I do see the Dragons going in the right direction. I just don't think they've got the squad depth. I, th- I think I've said it quite a few times. I don't think they've got the squad depth. Um, on the day, they've got all their best players out. They can do some damage, but I, that probably goes for every team in the league, doesn't it? Um, yeah. And then moving on uh, to the Blues and Scarlets. Very entertaining game. My Blues coming out winners. 29-20. Um Obviously, we spoke uh, about Liam Williams getting sent off. Um, obviously, had a factor in the game. You know, they played basically half a rugby with uh, with fourteen men, or over half a half a rugby. Sorry, they did. The Blues were up. At that they point, were, though, they were, yeah. But uh, not like I think not long after the the red card, Scarlet scored. I think Foxy scored and put them back in the lead with fourteen men. Before half time, so um, yeah, no, I mean, listen, we'll have to talk about the Liam Williams red car because it was just idiotic, and he's he's kind of got this in his. You can't take it away from him because I think that's what makes him a good player. But he's got this thing in him, hasn't he? Where he does stupid things. I think he was one. He, he hadn't played for so long, so he was probably got himself right up for it. And then two. I don't know. I, I, I can't explain it. I mean, what the hell's a winger? You've already won a penalty. So I don't know why you're going in there. Why is a winger trying to clear out a six in from the side when they've got the ball? Well, I messaged yeah. you, didn't I? I said, I don't know why he's trying to do it because the guy was pretty much on the floor. <coughs> Sorry. So hey, you, weren't, you weren't moving him. He was pretty much on the floor anyway. It was silly. I mean, I think um, Liam Williams, like, I don't think he, he. I don't think he necessarily knew what he did, personally, because yeah. he when he seen the guy was hurt, he was very like. Apologetic. I don't. I don't think there was no. Mal- I don't think there was any malice in it, in any way. But 
it was just, I mean, it was idiotic. And then to say, I think you said something like, we play in touch rugby now, then is it? Yeah, yeah. No, that was just yeah. that was stupid. He said something else on the sidelines, apparently, but obviously that's on the sidelines. But he said that to the ref directly, you know. Um, and at that time, you know, the ref already sent him off, and he can't do any more. So I am shocked. I thought they might have um, given him a bit extra on his ban. Um, I think that's his third or fourth red card in his career now. Jesus. Um, mm. Yeah, just stupid, and you know, he's, he's probably cost the game because you know. At the time, I think we both picked the the Scarlets to win last week, didn't we? Uh, um, yeah, you know they've got a very good team. You know Johnny Williams was back. I thought he did okay. You tell he was a little bit um, uh, rusty. Um, and the stars of the show for me were Thomas Williams and Jared Evans. Thought they were very good at half back. Um, to me, shows why you know hopefully the Blues will try and keep hold of him and get Reese Priestland. Um, you know, when he when when Jared Evans on, he's on. Um, he set up the first try. It was unbelievable. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was unbelievable. Dummy pass uh, Foxy. It made him look silly and kind of burnt him off from the uh, from uh, <clears throat> from the from the dummy. So Jonathan Davis looking a little bit slower. He's never been rapid, has he? But looking a little bit slower there. He's obviously not had a lot of rugby. But yeah, Thomas Williams back to looking really good. He would be my starting nine against Ireland. Um, but I've always said that. I think you should you should start playing him, stick to him. Now he seems to be back in a, a bit of form. Um, Callum Afoni, again, Scarlet's best player on the pitch by a mile. I think he's probably been the sign of this, one of the signings of the season in the Pro 14 as a whole, not just for the Scarlet. Um, unbelievable player, plays every game. Um, always gives 100%. Got himself a, got himself a, a try, so did Foxy. But yeah, I mean, the Blues, they got their charge from Halaholo, which was settled by Jared Evans in the first half. And then Ray Lilo and Thomas Williams got one at the end as well. So, yeah, Blues did really well in the end. But when you're playing against 14 men, uh, for over a half a rugby, I'd expect them to win. Probably would have expected them to win um, by more. But to be fair, the Scarlets, you know, they were a good team. You know, they were a good team, but uh, they were fighting against it. But did really well, to be fair. Um but yeah, I mean, overall for both games, they were better than what was over Christmas. I think, did you watch the Bath Wasps game on the Friday? Which was just yeah. crazy, wasn't it? I mean, like someone was saying, it was like... It was yeah. a good game. Yeah, it was a great game. I mean, people complained and said, oh, the defence is shit. You're like, well, before this, we were complaining that defences were too good. No one was attacking. I think it was... Uh, right. Well, Eddie, Eddie Jones was in yeah. the crowd, wasn't it? So, and he clearly probably... He was raging. Probably yeah, he was raging more. probably, wasn't he? He was like, what are they doing scoring points? Um, so I think probably after the the criticism we've had over Christmas and New Year, and I've probably seen that Wasps um, Wasp Bath game, they've probably uh, decided we probably need to up our games here. And in fairness, both teams did try, and there wasn't as much of the aimless kicking as we have seen in previous uh, weeks and stuff. So yeah, well done to the, the Ospreys and well done to the Blues. Um, I think they're trying to rearrange some. I'm sure I read before, I didn't say it, but uh, I think they're going to try and rearrange the is it Blues Ospreys. Trying to get, and basically trying to get some more games in for the for this week, these next couple of weeks where there's no games. Uh, you know, players are going to try and watch, try and watch some of the French rugby this weekend. Yeah, yeah. Players need uh, players will need the fitness before the Six Nations, won't they? I would imagine Pivac's probably going to be getting the lads in uh, a lot sooner, isn't he? So. 
maybe the maybe the international coaches will get a little bit of time with the players, a bit extra time with the players. But yeah. so ne- next week they've got Zebra versus Edinburgh, Munster, Leicester. That's on the uh, that's on Saturday, twenty third. Right, yeah. So could 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 have could have Ospreys versus Connor or Connor Osprey. I think it's in, in Ireland. So. Could also add that to the fixtures over the weekend as well, which would be good. Hopefully. Yeah, there's not a lot of rugby this week. Well, is it is it Edinburgh Glasgow game going to be on Premier? I think so. Um, I certainly hope so. Yeah, it'd be nice to watch um, that. So. Probably be able to tell you now, probably. Uh, but yeah, hopefully. Um, We'll see the uh, schedule in there. I have a look now, but yeah, um, fingers crossed. Like you say, a few more games get rearranged, and um, yeah, it'd be nice. A nice little bit of bit of rugby just leading up into the Six Nations. Yeah, it's on. It's on Premier Sport. All right, good, fabulous. Definitely rugby on it. You, you, you didn't hear it here first because you probably wrote it yourselves, but you've heard it here. You've heard it here, second hand. All right, good. Um, nice one. It's probably a quick yeah, one this week. Pretty quick it? one, to be fair. Like, only a bit of news. There's only a couple of games. I'm not the best at reporting on the games, even, to be fair. Like. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. We try, don't we? We're not journalists. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. We barely read and write, mate. So. <laughs> the best of times. Um, right, cool. So, obviously, next week we'll be able to talk about the. Uh, the Edinburgh Glasgow game. Maybe, depending on if the game, if the teams have been announced, maybe we should pick our Six Nations teams. Yeah, yeah, for next yeah. week. I don't know if the squads have been announced by then, but hopefully they will. If, it, well, if they're not, it'd be good because then we can pick our team in the week after we can discuss what was actually picked. See how far yeah, so were, yeah. next week we are going to pick our Wales and Scotland teams for the Six Nations. Um, let us know what you think let us know who you'd pick I think we'll put it up on the socials won't we uh, see if we can get some yeah. discussion going um, if you do want to get in touch with us on social media you can find us on Instagram at Dragon Thistle Rugby on Twitter at DT Rugby Pod or Facebook Dragon Thistle Rugby as well uh, yeah give us your thoughts on who you'd like to be picked if there's any uncapped players um, obviously there's quite a few Rumours around Wales at the moment whether they might call up that Harry Randall from uh, from Bristol. Um, he looks class. Yeah, looks very good, doesn't he? So, I mean, a, a lot of things. I think he's done an interview and he sees himself as English. So. I think England will... I think he'll certainly be in the wider training squad for England. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's the thing you don't know. I mean, we always say Eddie Jones has got to call him up and then, but it's Eddie, isn't it? You know, you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, I mean, he's got. You'll have to call up Don Brandt as well. I think he's just unbelievable. He's like the only shining light in that Harlequins team at the moment. Yeah, he probably don't want to be there, does he? It seems like they all want to go. Him and Scott. Him and Scott. Him and Scott Steele. Scott Steele. <laughs> Don, he does all right now. Like Scott Steele, he played really well. Um, well, he played reasonably well on the uh, on the weekend, even though they uh, Harlequins got beat. Oh, the one thing I was going to say, you were talking about the uh, Glasgow signatures, uh, Duncan Ware. I've got to give it to. I've got to give yeah. it to. I don't know if you've seen like the Glasgow Warriors on uh, Twitter. I only see it because I go on our on our Instagram page. Obviously, it's a lot. It's a lot more Scottish on our Instagram page. To be fair, and they're like Dunky yeah. Weir signed, and we're like brilliant. And, and they were like, "Was that would anyone else like some signing news? Like building it up?" And then it was just two two lads, two props that they signed from like a local. Yeah, 
they've just restarted, <laughs> eh? Hey. Yeah. You get... Donkey Weir is like a bit of a... He's like a cult hero, yeah. though, isn't he? But they're like, yeah. they like, does anyone else want some more signing news? And at that point, you're going, you've got our fans going, right, this could be decent, this. Wow. And then it was yeah. two. And I'm sure they're great players, and I'm sure they'll do really well. I'm sure they're loved by some people there. But I was looking at that, and I was thinking, that was a letdown. <laughs> be interesting to see if uh, if anyone else gets announced. Um, through, through, well, I imagine it'll be. Is it the whole of January? The I think so. Yeah, this, this is usually the month, isn't it? They try. I think they try and get most things sorted before Six Nations time. Uh, so. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see anyone else. Um, I imagine having I mean, Glasgow still. Glasgow still <laughs> need to definitely need to strengthen still. So I'd imagine Rollins is probably going to sign before. Six Nations time, you know, I'd imagine. See, I thought maybe he'd be like, depending on what his relationship was like with Die Young, he'd be like, Cardiff might be like. Well, yeah, I think I think Die Young, the the um, the Wasp coach, had a bit of a laugh about it and just said, like, I have told him, like, don't come here sniffing for players. So <laughs> yeah, well, you never know. I mean, I would love Rollins at the Blues. It was real in the second row. Yeah. I just think that's what they're missing. They need a lump. They need a big lad. He's six foot eight, 18, 19 stones. So. Yeah, good. All right then. So I apologise this week for my uh, for my coughing and splut. Mate, you, you're a hero, mate. <laughs> trying, trying, mate. To give the the masses, the masses, what they want. The masses, the hundreds and thousands. The yeah, they want to hear your voice, your sultry tones. And millions. I just want to be here to smell what the Sean is cooking. You can't smell anything. Oh, mate. Mate. It's gone, has it? And me <laughs> Not even I can smell what the Sean is cooking. Well, we need to end this, mate. Getting. Yeah, I'm about. I've got to go back to my room now. So I've got to brave the outdoors. It's minus eleven here at the moment. Snow everywhere. So I'm about to get freezing cold. Piece of piss. Yeah. Right, Sam. Thank you very much for listening. Right, mate. I'll catch you. We'll uh, speak yeah. to you next week. Take care, mate. Boy. Boy. Boy.